0: Hi, this is Doctor Hughes, and I'm so excited to be back recording this episode with you today. I've been gone for the last several months, uh, just kind of preoccupied in uh, applying for a full time uh, faculty position at BYU. Now, as as you all know, I teach at BYU in their graduate marriage and family therapy program and social work graduate program. But this position I applied for is a full time faculty position. And BYU's interview process is extremely rigorous, and so it's uh, it's taken me away from some of the things that I really enjoy doing, but uh, had to put on the back burner for a little while. And recording this podcast it was one of those things. So I, I truly am excited to be back. Um, I'm really grateful that I I actually I, I got hired on at BYU for this faculty position, and will be teaching still in the Marriage and Family Therapy graduate program, but also in the Undergraduate School of Family Life, and, and so I'll be starting up uh, probably in August for um, doing some preparation for, for uh, the coming semester in September, where I'll be teaching a couple undergraduate courses in the School of Family Life and also teaching uh, in the, the Marriage and Family Therapy graduate program. So now that that's all behind us, I wanted to discuss what I'll what I'll be talking about today, and this this goes back to an early podcast that I make that I made on healthy principles of sexuality, but I wanted to talk in more detail about these healthy principles of sexuality because a lot of couples. That, that come in and, and begin working at covenant sex therapy um, they, it it takes some of them a little while to to wrap their mind around what these healthy principles are and how to cultivate these, how to work with these and so I, I wanted to go through that in some detail with all of you so that you can begin gathering these healthy principles of sexuality for you as individuals and for you as couples and and beginning and begin nurturing those so this, these are uh gospel centered home centered life preserver uh principles and they can they can be um, learned in a stepwise progression if done in uh youth or adolescence and then moved into adulthood um, but they can also be just created in adulthood if you if you hadn't learned these healthy principles when you're younger, um, you know you don't have to you don't have to discount this and and um, and think that you you can't learn these healthy principles of sexuality because you you very much can um, however, if you have children, you can begin teaching the your kids these healthy principles at a very um, age appropriate Degree to a very age-appropriate degree and at a very age-appropriate level, Um, and so I'll uh, I'll actually begin with discussing how how you can from a from a a youth perspective, um, adolescent perspective, and then uh, adult perspective understand some of these healthy principles and and really these need to be created um, by the individual and so they're there um, you know you can use a therapist to help you do this you can use your spouse to help you do this or or others that you trust or you respect help you help you do this but um, really when it comes down to it these healthy principles are probably done in the right way not going to be the same for every individual even every Latter Day Saint individual, so you're just keeping in your mind that that um, that these will serve as a life preserver for you. Um, even if you know, you're know you learning these as an adult. And the idea is that you're shifting away from a destruction model that we've talked about before, a disaster model that we talked about before. If you do sex before marriage or in the wrong way or you're sexual in these unhealthy ways within your marriage or in your adulthood, all these horrible things are going to happen. Shifting away from that destruction or disaster model and you're shifting over to a cultivating model, a model of uh, culting, uh, cultivating these healthy principles Principles um, that steer you clear of unhealthy um, behavior and relationships, uh, ways of interacting and towards uh, healthier ways of behaving, interacting and relating. So steering you away from troubled waters and towards safe harbors. And the idea is that you're cultiva- this cultivating model is a nourishment, responsibility and accountability model. So it's a nourishment Responsibility and accountability models. So, as you're cold, as you're as you're working towards these on a daily, weekly basis, you're thinking, I've got to nourish these. There's a and so there there are things that I can I then need to do to nourish these. I can't just hear them one time and uh, assimilate them into my person. I've got to nourish them. There's a responsibility component that comes with this. And we'll talk about that more as we go through these healthy principles. And there's an accountability component. Not uh, necessarily accountable to, to um, a spouse. Um, not that you... Um, don't care about your spouse's opinions or or feelings on this, but an accountability to self, which is a lot greater accountability to God and an accountability to the relationship or to your, your partner. Um, So let's, let's, uh, let's jump in. So a first principle could be, like I said, not everyone's going to have all the same principles, but could be men are that they might have joy or pleasure or the idea that pleasure is good, that joy is good, that men and women, that though that all of us on this uh, on this earth are are um, are that we might have joy. It's an important thing for us to to understand and if we if men are that they might have joy then sexuality can be a joyful pleasurable thing in an, in its own right it does not have to just be to to procreate to have children okay let's move on so the soul is the body and the spirit um, they're integrated to, together so the soul is more than just uh the physical body the, spo- the the soul is also uh the the spirit and um a lot of times as latter day saints we get that uh backwards where in the the world they get that um the reverse they they think that we are our body um as uh, as latter day saints a lot of us think that we are our spirit but really <clears throat> Excuse me. Really, um, our soul or who we are is both our, our body and our spirit. And if our soul is our body and our spirit, um, then then it's important to treat our body and our, our spirit in appropriate ways to uh, caretake or take care of those in in certain ways. So there's a a talk by uh, it's it's called the body by uh. uh Professor at BYU, uh, Barbara Lockhart, she says, As Latter-day Saints, we are taught that the soul, our real self, consists of both the body and the spirit. D&C 8815, neither part can be exalted without the other. Both are necessary. That's, uh, that's from Joseph Smith, um, that last part. So, if that's true, if we believe that and that's true, which I believe that it is, then sexuality, to me, if you're incorporating this healthy principle that the soul is both the spirit and the body, then we've got to caretake or cultivate our sexuality um, in a way that, that respects that. We've got to cultivate that, or we've got to nourish our body in healthy ways or, or, excuse me, nurture our sexuality in healthy ways, uh, be responsible uh, concerning these healthy principles of sexuality and accountable to, our, to our, um, our view of these healthy principles of sexuality. Let's move on to another principle. Sex is a, uh, a part of eternal life. So um, this is from Parley P. Pratt. He says, our natural affections are planted in us by the Spirit of God for a wise purpose, and they are the very mainsprings of life and happiness. They are the cement of all virtuous and heavenly society. They are the essence of charity or love. He goes on later to say, there is not a more pure and holy principle in existence than the affection which glows in the bosom of a virtuous man for his companion. He goes on further, the fact is God made man, male and female. He planted in their bosoms those affections which are calculated to promote their happiness and union. So I just want to go back to a couple of these parts. There's not a more pure and holy principle in existence than the affection which glows in the bosom of a virtuous man for his companion. There's not a more pure and holy principle in existence. That's pretty big. I mean, that's pretty substantial. He said uh, earlier on about these natural affections, they're, they are the very main springs of life and happiness. The very main springs of life and happiness. So if you're incorporating this healthy principle of sexuality, sex is a part of eternal life. How could it not be part of eternal life if it was the very main of life and happiness? If, if there was not a more, more pure and holy principle in existence than, than this affection, how could it not be part of eternal life? So sex is part of eternal life. Sex is um, et- eternal. Procreation in marriage, we know that th- this is a vital uh, component and, and principle. Uh, I'm not going to go over any scripture or quotes about that, but um, th- this is just as important as um, the covenants that we make concerning sexuality and concerning intimate relationships with a spouse so uh, covenants the uh, law of chastity and this uh, along with that uh, the idea that pro- that procreation exists uh, should exist within a marit- marital relationship these are all healthy principles so you, if you can just imagine like this bag of uh, healthy principles that you're just kind of um uh, learning, developing, uh, and then putting in this bag, um, and then you take around with you these healthy principles of sexuality that then you, you nurture, you're accountable for, uh, you're accountable to self, to God and your spouse for, or to self and God if you're not married, and, uh, there's a responsibility then for nurturing these. So, so far you have that, uh, we're, we are, um, uh, men are that they might have joy. The soul is the spirit in the body. And there are certain sexual implications if you believe that, if that's um, if that's a, a, one of your healthy principles. Sex is part of eternal life. The law of chastity, covenants, procreation should exist within marriage. Uh, we're created in God's image. Moses 2.27, I, God, created man in mine own image, in the image of mine only begotten created I him, male and female created I them. President Thomas S. Monson has a wonderful quote about this that I love. He says, God, our Father, has ears of with with which to hear our prayers. He has eyes with which to see our actions. He has a mouth with which to speak to us. He has a heart with which to feel compassion and love. He is real. He is living. We are His children made in His image. We look like Him, and He looks like us. That's pretty, pretty substantial. We are created in God's image, and I, I don't think that... President Monson means that only those body parts that he listed there um, that God has that we also have. I think when he says that um, that we are created in his image he means all of us and that includes in, and I say this in a very respectful way our sexual anatomy our sexuality our sexual drives and passions and uh, sexual attraction uh, our 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 endorphins, our hormones that we have, we are created in God's image, in the male version of, of God, or in the female version of God's image. So you're taking all these healthy principles of sexuality, um, a couple of others, sexuality is divinely appointed. Uh, Elder Holland has a wonderful talk on this. Uh, He has quite a few good quotes on this. In uh, Personal Purity, this is from the Ensign in 1998, he says, Human intimacy is reserved for a married couple because it is the ultimate symbol of total union, a totality and a union ordained and defined by God from the Garden of Eden onward. Marriage was intended to mean the complete merger of a man and a woman, their hearts, hopes, lives, love, family, future, everything. I say that um, in respect of this, sexual intimacy within marriage is like an, the exclamation point to this union, to this connection, to this life together. Emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy could be a healthy principle of sexuality that one would uh, cultivate throughout time, or cultivate, if you're starting uh, starting for the first time, cultivate in adulthood. Spencer W. Kimball taught, uh, excuse me, President Spencer, Spencer W. Kimball taught, your love, like a flower, must be nourished. There will come a great love and interdependence between you, for your love is a divine one. It is deep, inclusive, comprehensive. It is not like that association of the world which is misnamed love, but which is mostly physical attraction. Uh, President Gordon B. Hinckley says, Brethren, treat your wives with love and respect and kindness, and wives treat your husbands with love and respect and kindness. So I could I could continue to go on, but um I'll just quickly name a couple of other ideas I have for you to consider as you're trying to create these healthy principles of sexuality. Sexuality is central to God's plan. Healthy sexuality includes fidelity and commitment, respect and accountability, love and compassion, equity. It's fundamental to earthly and heavenly society. So, if you're, if you're taking all of these healthy principles of sexuality, and like I said at the beginning, you're, you're using a cultivating model, not saying uh, the destruction or disaster model, that if you don't do these things, if you don't include these components, uh, like the ones I, I listed, then all these horrible, disastrous things are going to happen. If you're not taking that route, and you're taking a cultivating model, a cultivating impo- approach, then you're nourishing these principles of healthy sexuality, throughout your life, on a regular basis, I'd even say on a daily basis, you're responsible for nurturing those, those principles. You're responsible for your own sexuality. You don't put that off on anybody else. You're responsible for it. And because you're responsible, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And you're accountable to yourself. You're accountable to God to nurture these healthy principles of sexuality. And you're accountable to uh, your spouse in some ways. That you're going to pull your weight in terms of the sexuality that exists in your relationship because it is so vital, it's so key, it's so important for sexuality. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in one of the the quotes, um, it's vital for earthly and heavenly society. And if you're in a covenant marriage, if you're in a marriage... If you're, if, if you're sealed or going to be sealed, then you need to be accountable for your sexuality and cultivating it in appropriate ways so that it can be this vital part of heavenly society. It can be this point of refuge, the safe harbor within your relationship. So I want you to really think about what does that mean then? If these are all the healthy principles of sexuality, let's say that this I was working with an individual, um, a couple, and one of the individuals said, these are all the things, they came up with them all, these are all the things that I want to nurture, these are all the things that I, or, that I want to have within my uh, cultivating model of, of sexuality. And if they go through, we talk about them all, they list all these off. Then I would say to them, okay, so what, what are you going to do to nurture those? How are you going to be responsible to your sexuality and accountable to yourself, to your spouse, and to God for, for your sexuality? And that they would, they would then need to go and think about that. So I give you that challenge as well. I want you to think about this. If those were your, well, even better than that, scratch that. I want you to come up with your own healthy principles of sexuality. They can include some of the ones that I listed, but I, I want you to create ones that ring true for you. Ones that you feel like, if I'm expressing myself in a sexual way, I need it to include these components. Now, uh, let me let me just take an aside real quick before I finish that thought. If there's love and respect, and if you're uh, if if you are uh, there's equity, there's uh, uh, you know, you're you're seeing your sexuality, uh, one of the components is that it's divinely appointed. That doesn't mean, that does not mean that your sexual expression needs to look vanilla or uh, lacking luster or be bland. I mean, it can be highly erotic. It can be pretty vibrant and probably in a lot of cases and maybe more often than not needs to be. But if, if it has those principles of healthy sexuality in it, then it doesn't matter if it's calm, slow, um, very uh, erotic, high energy, highly charged. It could be anywhere in between that. And as long as it has those healthy principles of sexuality that I listed, then you're probably going to feel like that was a healthy encounter. That was a helpful encounter, that, that was positive, that uh, that you in that sexual expression were, were cultivating in its truest form those healthy principles of sexuality. And I would go on to even further to say that if your sexual expression, whether that's intercourse, oral sex, cuddling, kissing, everything else in and around and above and in between all of that that I listed, if it includes those principles, healthy principles of sexuality that you've been nurturing, then I dare say that you as a couple and you as an individual are becoming like God in those interactions. Okay, so I'm going to go back and finish my thought real fast. So if those are all the principles that you gather together, then I want you to think about, so what does that look like then when throughout my day, I'm I'm nurturing these principles of sexuality. What does that mean? Does that mean that when I'm walking to and from my car uh, from work, I notice how my body feels against my clothing? Does that mean that as I gaze upon or as one gazes upon their spouse, that they do so in a certain manner? Does that mean that you are aware of your sexuality as a living part of who you are that goes with you from thing to thing, from activity or uh, from activity to activity, from taking the kids to school, to work, to, uh, to interacting with one's spouse, to being out in the yard? And, and what does that look like as you're out in the yard or taking your kids to school or at work or doing everything else in between? What does that look like if those are your healthy principles of sexuality and you're nurturing your sexuality? This is important for you to think about because I can give you the answer to this or what I'd say is the answer. But where the rubber meets the road is when you're able to make the connection of these healthy principles. And what does that look like in action in my life? I'm a sex therapist sitting in an armchair talking about sex. Until next time.